Hey, before we get started, if you are ready to pass your exams and become a licensed architect, you're going to want to listen to this. We are revolutionizing architectural education. It is my goal and mission to help as many people as possible become licensed architects while still maintaining their happiness. So introducing the architecture of play. This is our secret podcast series that will transform the way you study and prep for your ARE. Imagine having a happy work-life balance while also pursuing your dream of becoming a licensed architect. I promise you, it is possible. Our seven-episode private podcast gives you exclusive access to the secrets that can make this dream a reality. Remember, the more fun you have, the more likely you are to pass your exams and become a licensed architect. Start listening today at dci.beyoungdesign.com slash secret podcast. Don't miss out. This is going to transform your exam prep and help you enjoy the process of becoming a licensed architect. All right, enjoy the episode. Welcome to Design, Create, Inspire with me, Bryn Young. I'm an architect and entrepreneur with a background in interior design and small business management. I have been running a successful award-winning architecture firm for over six years, and I'm here to discuss all things design and business. There are over 1 million podcasts to choose from, so thank you for taking the time to chat with me today. I hope to bring you value with every episode I create, so let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to Design, Create, Inspire. Today I have a little bit of a different topic to talk to you about because we made it. We made it to the end of 2020. I feel like this year was like the fastest year that went by, um, but like the slowest in a weird way, like day to day, it was very slow. But then overall, it's amazing that we actually made it till the end. And I know the end of the year is very symbolic. Everyone's like, forget 2020, let's move on, let's move past, let's get to 2021. But, you know, things like the pandemic and social issues and that sort of thing, they don't just change because of a date. So I, I'm, I'm an optimist, so I believe that the new year can bring a lot of healing and growth, um, but I don't think that it's just like, new year, we're all healed. But I did want to come on here today because I am looking at this year, 2020, as and what I'm calling it is basically the great detox. I have looked at this year basically as all of the junk that's inside of us, whether it's physically inside of us, inside of our cultures, inside of our um, relationships, inside of our politics, inside of everything. It's like all this junk is coming to the surface. And so say like a regular detox or like a juice cleanse, what happens is you feel like shit the first couple days because all this nasty stuff is coming up to the surface. And you kind of have to feel that in order to release it. It's kind of like the keto flu. It's like you feel worse before you can feel better. And I feel like that's what 2020 is. It's like we have to really face all these things because it's been crazy. It's like one month we're dealing with one thing and then all of a sudden out of nowhere or what seems like it's out of nowhere, we're dealing with this other thing. And it's kind of like, 
whoa, like what is happening? Why is all this stuff coming up at once? And I feel like, you know, it all has to, it all has to kind of be talked about in order for there to be awareness, in order for there to be healing, in order for there to be change. So that's how I'm looking at 2020. I'm looking at it basically as the year of detox, the year of pivoting, the year of changes, the year of taking on issues head first in order to move past. And I don't mean move past like we're never going to forget or we're never going to remember certain issues that are important, but but just taking a stance to start breaking this mold. Uh, I, I've heard some people refer to it as like the great awakening. And I believe that too. I think that there's some consciousness going on that is really incredible that is um, people are more open to talking about it more comfortable with talking about it. And that is what's going to lead to the incredible change. So for me, it has been a incredible year of basically self-awareness, um, self-discovery, and also taking risks. The quietness and the slowness of quarantine really allowed me to to work on things that I normally wouldn't work on. You know, I've been putting it off because I don't have time or because I have these paying clients that that I have to work for because obviously that's how I make money. And so I don't have time to focus on these other things that like I'm constantly been, been drawn to. And it, it, it took like this total disruption in order for me to slow down and, you know, sit. And I love this quote. Tim Harford said, these disruptions help us solve problems. They help us become more creative. If you're always starting in the same place, your skills, your abilities, and your habits just become cliche. And I love this because this is exactly how I have been looking at this whole year. I know there is going to be some incredible movements and inventions and creations um, that come out of this, just like there always is in, you know, crazy times. And I know not everyone's a fan of change. I am a huge fan of change. I I think changing in life I is is exciting. However, changing change in business is hard. It's not easy to do. It can be scary. Um, you know, depending on how you're changing, you can get hit in revenue. It, it's not as easily done as it is said, and especially um, easier, like a change in life can be easier than actually like changing in business because you have people to rely on you. You have clients, you have models, you have existing structures set in place that don't allow that change to happen easily. So with quarantine, I was provided these this opportunity to make these small shifts. As like anybody, I think anyone with a business had this opportunity to make a shift because they were forced to, whether that was where they worked, um, you know, how their team was set up, how their structure in terms of hours or work from home obviously was set up. I know a lot of companies were like, our business model wouldn't work from working from home. So that's why you have to come in. Well, now they've created a system in order to do that. Even like telehealth, how amazing. I don't want to have to go into a doctor's office if I have a cold, you know, wait, 
be around all these other sick people, potentially get more sick if I can just meet them online. So there's little shifts like that that have been able to like break that business structure in order to create change for the better. And with my company, with Beyond Design, it was it, it allowed me to like really sit down and figure out what it is that I want. What do I want for my company in five years, in 10 years, in 20 years? And I'm a goal-oriented person, so this is definitely something that I often evaluate and look over. But there was something about this quarantine that allowed me to be really honest with myself. Like, where do I really see me and my firm in five years and how can I make that happen? And so the point on me, it's the point of me coming on here and really discussing this is to let you know that it's okay to pivot. It's okay to make changes. And you know, it's okay to get stuck too. I think that sometimes when you make a career choice, it can be really hard to make a change and go in a different direction because you have this pressure. You've spent the time, you've spent the years doing that specific thing. You maybe have a lot of money in student loans, loan debt, me. Um, and so the idea of going a different path can almost feel like an identity shift, like, like what am I doing with my life? Um, and I, I love, love, love architecture. I'm, I'm not saying like, I want to move away from that, but I don't necessarily feel like I have to be doing it in the stereotypical mold of what that means. And so 2020 allowed me to kind of pivot, allowed me to start things like, you know, this podcast or increase things like the YouTube, which I really find a lot of value in. I, I really enjoy. Yeah, I'm not making any money with it, but I enjoy it. I'm, I've been loving my conversations with the people I've been interviewing. It's just brought a lot of value and, um, I hope it's bringing value to other people. And I'm a big believer that if you love what you're doing and you're providing value and you're helping, then you will be rewarded in the long run. So, so 2020 has been like this year of calling everyone out um, in what they want to do, but it's also been a lot of discomfort. It's been, you know, a lot of... Hey, before we get started, if you are ready to pass your exams and become a licensed architect, you're going to want to listen to this. We are revolutionizing architectural education. It is my goal and mission to help as many people as possible become licensed architects while still maintaining their happiness. So introducing the architecture of play. This is our secret podcast series that will transform the way you study and prep for your ARE. Imagine having a happy work-life balance while also pursuing your dream of becoming a licensed architect. I promise you, it is possible. Our seven-episode private podcast gives you exclusive access to the secrets that can make this dream a reality. Remember, the more fun you have, the more likely you are to pass your exams and become a licensed architect. Start listening today at dci.beyoungdesign.com slash secret podcast. 
Don't miss out. This is going to transform your exam prep and help you enjoy the process of becoming a licensed architect. All right, back to the episode. A lot of calling people out in discomfort. I mean, it's it's not hasn't been fun. Um, at the same time, it's provided this space to allow people to make changes if they want. So um, it's allowed people to almost use an excuse. And I I, I am totally respectful um, and uh, compassionate about the the heaviness of what we're in. We're in a pandemic. There's been, you know. Is it we're at millions yet people who have lost their lives or at least have gotten sick and I I don't take that lightly. At the same time, I know that it has allowed people to make changes that maybe they otherwise wouldn't have, which can lead to some really incredible um, new breakthroughs, basically. And, you know, uh, with that discomfort and also with the unpredictability that we are in, People have a lot of anxiety. People are alone. Um, There's a lot of issues that arise with this. And one of the biggest things I've seen through this year is the cancel culture that we're in. It's basically like you can get canceled for anything if you put yourself out there, which I think is really dangerous. I think it's great people are calling people out and um, making change, but at the level that it's at is really scary because I feel like people maybe are more hesitant to put themselves out there because they're scared of the wrath that can come with it. I mean, I've seen some really, really scary cancel culture happen. And that's, I think, is part of, um, like I said, like kind of that, that anxiety of the unknown. People are at home. People are on social media a lot right now. There's um, a lack of great inspirational authority. And so there's a lot of scared people right now. And it's really easy to lash out and cancel people. And it's it's um, hopefully something that we can do with awareness. Yes, I think it's great. Like Me Too movement, um, Black Lives Matter. There's these... There's these cancel culture type things that do need to happen. There needs to be change. Um, but it, it gets to a level that is scary. And I hope I don't get canceled for talking about cancel culture. <laughs> no, but I I do believe that we're at the beginning of a huge awakening. I think we're kind of, I think it's kind of started happening a couple months ago. Um, And I think it's only going to grow from here because I don't think we can ever look back and ever be what we were, which is good. I think that we're at this level of like we're slowly breaking through and breakthroughs, great awakenings, detoxes, they can be uncomfortable, they can be scary, but I feel like they're going to bring so much light at the end. So I think it's really important to use this time to find out what it is you really love. Like, what do you want to do? What do you like to do? Is there an area in your life that no longer serves you? Is it your job? I mean, right now, more than ever, people are losing jobs, gaining jobs, switching jobs. Their their job system is changing. And um, I think it's almost more <laughs> easier to like quit if you don't like your job. Um, not that it's very easy to find a job, but 
also with all these, like there's so many people going online, doing digital courses, bringing um, their expertise in a way that they haven't brought before. So, you know, what's not serving you? If it's your job, maybe pivot, do something different, take a chance. Uh, Is it maybe a part of your lifestyle that's not serving you? I think now is such a great time to make a shift. I think people are really compassionate right now for shifts and pivots and changes. And the slowness has allowed us to take that opportunity. So for my company, I, you know, started narrowing down exactly what I want to be doing. I'm officially a licensed architect now, which is really exciting because my firm is officially an architecture firm. So this can kind of, I'm still doing like the project typologies that I was doing before, but it just shifts things a little bit. And the goal, that has been a huge goal for me forever. Um, But now my goal is to kind of narrow down the types of projects that I'm actually taking on because for so long it's you kind of it's like feast or famine you kind of take on whatever you can get um which I don't always recommend because sometimes those projects that maybe you see red flags on um end up not being a good idea and I I I did a podcast a little while back about that like you're what clients, what are your ideal client? Because sometimes you just take a job and it ends up being worse than it intended. Um, but now, yeah, I want to focus my, my attention on projects that I really want to do and that bring me value in terms of make me happy and, and, and lighten me up. But then that also, allows me to focus on other parts of my business that I like, like this podcast and marketing and new business ideas. I am an entrepreneur at heart. I come up with new business ideas all the time, like almost too too much. I mean, because sometimes I don't know how to execute or I don't have time. I'm like, okay, I need to focus on this business because I don't have time to do this business. But I would love to get to a point where I'm hiring on, I have people designing, and I can really be in that CEO mindset of developing and marketing and um, new ideas. So that is really kind of my focus. And I'm looking forward to being able to niche this down to focus on this. Um, And I, I think that I wouldn't have been able to do that without without that slowdown because this year has forced a lot of growth. It's it's forced change. It's forced um being introspective like that because before COVID, a lot of us were just in a routine. It's almost like a hypnotic state. It's like each day was more or less predictable. You get up, you do your thing, you have the same clients, you come home, you sleep, you eat, you do, 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 do. It's like every day is, it's predictable. And it's really hard to break out of that when you're not forced to. Um, because like, how do you even get started? How do you create that disruption? So, you know, it's, COVID's like, it's forced this disruption that sometimes in life you need in order to think differently, in order to innovate, in order to, to make this pivot. And so in a weird way, I've loved it, but it's been scary too. I mean, there's been 
a lot of time of canceled projects because of COVID or, um, you know, not new clients coming in. And so it has created a disruption in revenue, which, you know, trickles down to everything else. And um, it's hard not to do that when you have a family and everything. But I've really focused on what I love, what I'm enjoying doing. And I think that that will pay off in the end. I mean, it has to, right? That's just life. It kind of has to. Um, and so maybe this is like the extreme optimist in me, um, <laughs> because I look at a global pandemic as opportunity. And again, I do, you know, want to preface, like I am compassionate and understanding of the, you know, so many people that have lost loved ones or, lost lives themselves and it's so tragic and terrible but if we can all look at it as an opportunity you know things can see if you don't look at it as an opportunity things can be really bleak and sometimes it can be hard to be motivated to do anything so it's kind of like you have to look at these difficult times as a you know an opening for education or um an opportunity to do really incredible things. So I know this is a business and a design podcast and, um, you know, channel, but I, I really feel compelled to share these deeper things I shared about, um, the law of rhythm and, and creativity on a couple episodes back, because in my opinion, mindset and your internal dialogue and like, really just how you think about the world is seriously the foundation for a successful business and, you know, to be a successful creative. You have to be an optimist, really, because if you're not, why would you create anything new? Because you'd be like, oh, well, everything's done or it's not worth it. And oh, we're in a pandemic. No one wants to spend money or whatever. So although these topics, you know, are maybe not what you would find on other architecture or business podcasts, I believe they're super important. And I hope they bring you value and that you're able to kind of connect with them because this is a conversation we need to have. I think um, 2020 is really not easy. And I think stuff like this, like mindset, optimism, um, fear, limiting beliefs, other things I've talked about in the past, they're really, they really go hand in hand with running a business. So I just think it's important that we all take a step back and we look at how the last 12 months, 10 months have been for you. I mean, you know, yeah, the whole year of 2020, because even in January, I was starting to hear like this in 2020. So January 2020, my husband came home and he's like, this is going to be huge. We need to create a, a, he didn't say a quarantine at that point. He said like a lockdown box or whatever. And I was like, you're crazy. Oh my gosh. He, he ordered so many like masks, Clorox wipes, all this crazy stuff, like not crazy now, but all this stuff. And I was, and this was January and I was like, no, no, no. Like it's all fine. It's going to be fine. And thank God he did because by March, when everyone was panicking, we were like, oh, we already have everything. He had like bought a, a water thing for the the jacuzzi so we could drink the water out of there like we were prepared we planted a bunch of veggies like we 
had it down. Um, and so that preparedness helped. So when March came, we were kind of fine. Like we had toilet paper for days. We never had to experience that lack, but I think, um, you know, he has really great insight awareness of seeing things before the masses, which I really appreciate. And I actually bring that into my designs and uh, my business all the time. But with that said, it was basically like all of 2020, we have been dealing with this and a lot of people too, of course. So I think it's just important, like step back. How has this year been for you? And I can assure you, I can assure you there's been negativity, there's been anxiety, there's been um, fear for sure. Who hasn't? It's been difficult. But how have those experiences either educated you or provided you with an opportunity that you may not, would it, you may not have taken otherwise? Maybe it was a move that you hadn't had the guts to do before or you were working for someone and you weren't able to move. Maybe you moved. I know people who have moved cities. I know people who have moved countries. I know people who have moved states that um, kind of always felt it in their gut and didn't have that opportunity to do so. And this working from home, they're like, you know, I could really live wherever I want. I'm seeing like this max mass exodus of, of California and people just like moving away because they're like, well, I don't really have to live in a city anymore because I'm working virtually. So do I want to still live in a city? Maybe I want to live in Sedona. Maybe I want to live in Vegas. Maybe I want to live in, you know, New Zealand. So people are taking opportunities that they maybe wouldn't have. And, you know, for example, also people millions of people were out of work. And so for me, that really allowed me to spend really good quality time with my daughter. She's three. And I spent more time this year sitting on the floor, playing with her, drawing with her and interacting with her. Not that I didn't before. It was just, it was just a different time. She was home all the time, which was not easy, but we were able to spend this time together. Also, my husband, he used to work and, and be gone from like, you know, seven to six or whatever and, and travel a lot for work. And now he's been home all the time and working home together has been incredible because we're good at keeping out of each other's space. But at the same time, we can see each other. We can eat lunch together. It's just, we have this connection because we're with each other all the time. So it's, you know, it's allowed us to have this connection. So, I mean, other things that people have done that I've seen, like join a new online class and, and learn something new. I have loved this. I've been taking full advantage of this. I have been educating myself fully and loving it. And, you know, did you realize you hated your job and quit? And, um, you know, just taking a few moments to reflect on these can be super beneficial. And, and inspirational. And I think at the end of the year is a really good time to do this because we're always making resolutions and goals for the next year. I think it's a really great opportunity to not just forget about the past year, but reflect on it, see what has changed for the better and see how you can bring that growth into the new year. So at the beginning of 2020, I kept saying, 2020 is the year. I can feel it. 
It's going to be incredible. It's going to be, it's like the year for things to happen. This is it. I like felt it in my bones. If you know me, I was probably walking up to you and telling you that at the end of 2019. I just like really felt that it was going to be a huge year, which it ended up being not necessarily to, you know, the point that I thought it was going to be only a couple weeks in and all, all, you know, the news was breaking. I'm like, oh, Jesus, this, this is not what I was expecting. Um, you know, and I was totally wrong. The year was looking tragic and everything. But now with the reflection that I've been doing with, you know, seeing what has changed, what's grown, I have to say, I still believe that this has been an incredible year. I think this is the year. I think incredible things have happened. I think incredible change has happened, starting to happen. I think communication is starting to happen. Awareness, awakening. Um, even, you know, there's been a lot of people for years. Like I said, my husband is always kind of feels like he always kind of knows things before everyone knows things. And there's things that he was saying in like 2010 that he would talk to me about. And I'm like, what are you even talking about? This is crazy and kind of brush off. And now these things are just starting to like be more mainstream and be talked about. And, and I, I think it's just this global awakening. And I think that that is going to bring everyone together better, which is amazing because we all need social interaction. We all need to be together. And, you know, there's been unexpected tragedies, of course, like we've said. However, even those have led to some pretty incredible awakening. So I hope that you end this year on a positive note. I hope that we can go into 2021 knowing that it's not going to be smooth sailing. It's not going to change overnight. There's going to continue to be these disruptions and um, these these negativities and these fears and it's not like so much destruction can be resolved overnight but I hope that we can all be able to take those and understand them and work together and start being more positive so I hope this created some value in your life. I hope that you have the most beautiful new year and I hope to continue talking and seeing you um, the weeks to come. Don't forget to do all the things, subscribe, like, comment. If you're still here, I really, really appreciate you. You are the reason why I do this and um, I'd love to hear from you. So reach out at Design. Uh, beyoungdesign.com and uh, design create inspire wherever you get your podcasts have a great one talk to you soon have a good year bye